Welcome to Now Hear This Entertainment, a podcast for fans of the guests who appear on this show, as well as fans of music in general, and a podcast for musicians, singers, songwriters, artists, entertainers who want to learn more to help them grow in what they're doing. I'm your host, Bruce Wozniak from Now Hear This Incorporated. Check out www.nhte.net. Be sure to sign up for the email newsletter there, which is quick and easy. All that's required is an email address. We are coming to you from Crystal Blue Sound Studios near Tampa, Florida. Check them out on the web at www.cbpro, as in Crystal Blue Productions, cbpro.net. Be sure you are subscribing to this podcast and telling your friends to do so as well. We are thrilled to be on iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher Radio, and SoundCloud. Lots of great guests on Now Hear This Entertainment, or as I've taken to calling it, NHTE. Joining me today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from Chicago, my guest is a singer-songwriter who is ranked number one on the Chicago Reverb Nation pop charts. He has performed at the likes of the House of Blues, Hard Rock Cafe, Six Flags, and other notable venues and events. He has built up a huge following with over 300,000 followers combined on his social media and 3 million views on his YouTube channel. In 2010, he had been signed to a modeling agency and his music career was launched one year later. You've been hearing a song of his entitled Climb Over Mountains. It's my pleasure to welcome to Now Hear This Entertainment, Isaiah Grass. Hey man, thank you so much for having me. It's such an honor to be able to do an interview with you. Really appreciate it. Yeah, nice to meet you, Isaiah. Welcome to the show. Thanks. Thank you. Uh, we always start off by having the guest talk about the song of theirs that we played during the intro. So in this case, tell the listeners all about the song Climb Over Mountains. So the song Climb Over Mountains, I wrote it in regards to, I actually wanted to write something that was really something sentimental that I could be able to share with those who are in love with someone. And it's just a special dedication to be able to show someone that there's really nothing that you will not do for the person that you love, whether you will need to climb the highest mountain for them or swim the deepest sea, run the farthest distance. There's nothing that will stop you from being with the one you love. Wow. Wow. I love it. I love it. I'm, I'm not embarrassed to say that, that, that I'm quite the romantic myself. So, um, you know, to express it as deeply and sincerely as, as that is, uh, is very admirable. I, do you, do you think I, Isaiah, do you think that there are people, uh, songwriters who, who might be afraid to, to be, I don't, I don't know if the word is vulnerable, but, but to be so open with those types of feelings. You know, I think everyone's entitled to do whatever they want when they write. I, I feel like there are there are so many different types of creative ways that you can write something, and it's just really about following your heart and what makes you feel good is what all it's what matters. You know, if you're if you're having fun and you feel in your heart that it's something that uh, reaches someone, even yourself, then that's really what music is supposed to be about. It's about being able to enjoy it, being able to relate to it, and being able to create a story. 
Yeah, and, and shame on me, I guess, because you're exactly right. You hit the nail on the head. Sometimes a songwriter will write a song really with the idea that I don't even care if anyone likes this or not. I just need to write this song for me. And they actually are are putting the, the commercial value aside, at, at least on that particular one. And, and similarly, you know, as I said, are there people that might shy away from that? Well, there's probably subjects that some of us would shy away from that are just things that, that we're not really crazy about. Right. You, you never know. Like everyone has some type of feeling in their heart that perhaps is going to adapt to someone is going to be able to relate to some person. And again, that, that's really what songwriting is about is being able to create a story, letting it be relatable to an audience. But most importantly, as the artist, as the songwriter, as the poet, being able to write something that's personal to yourself that you believe is something that is honorable to yourself. I do wonder, and we're going to talk as the interview goes along a, a little more deeply about your music, uh, but a, a question popping to mind is, are, are you at a point where you're only interested in writing songs for yourself, or are you open that songs can be pitched to you to record that someone else has written? Oh, you know, actually, I've had people contact me in the past. I've had rappers contact me. You know, I've had commercial companies ask me to write jingles for them. Hmm. I've had radio, I've had radio station personalities contact me about being interested in collaborating with other artists. You know, I, I love writing and the opportunity to be able to broaden my horizon and to be able to expand on what I'm doing now. Uh, I, I totally welcome it. So if there's anyone that ever is interested in working with me or pitching me an idea, I am not opposed to it at all. I love working with people. I love being able to push myself creatively and to do something. In fact, I had a child, a child hospital. Uh, the organization is called The Songs of Love, and they're based in New York. And the Children's Hospital, they they asked me if I would write a song for a little boy who was uh, diagnosed with terminal, a very terminal illness. Oh, and, and so, you know, it was like, I had to, I had to really know how to connect with, with his family because the song had to be written to his family as a personal, uh, tribute to their child. If he was to pass away. Luckily, uh, the child did not pass away. So it's just, uh, you know, a special memory that they have. But uh, again, it was something that I, I really was able to dig deep into the creative side of it and be able to find something that was relatable to other people and not so much just of like what was in the commercial market of what other people want to hear. Because again, if, if you write a song and you're only doing it for the fact of impressing someone, then you're, you're not being true to yourself. And so again, to go back to your question, I'm not opposed to writing songs for any type of audience or any type of opportunity. If it's something that I feel is something that we can both work on together. Okay. But if it's flipped around and a songwriter comes to you and says, wow, this Isaiah, he's making things happen. He's got a big following. He's got a great voice. I want him to record my song. Do you hold up your hands and say, no, 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 no. I, I, I only record what I've written. I don't record other people's music. Thank you anyways. 
actually, I've had some producers recently ask me if I would be interested in singing some songs, actually lyrics that they had provided, and they wanted me to just put my vocals on. So okay. I'm not opposed okay. to anything. Okay. Well, Isaiah, you've, as, I, as I just alluded to, you've, you've got a huge following, as I mentioned in the intro also. But this show has gotten listeners from 124 countries around the world. So for the benefit of those who are being introduced to you for the first time, just, let's just go back and, and have you talk about the formation of your singing career from the early years in church and school in South Carolina to the eventual move to Chicago and how that led you to modeling and then singing. Well, first off, I want to say hello to all of your viewers that are listening to your broadcast right now. Uh, like you said, my name is Isaiah Grass. Uh, I did start doing music well, actually when I was a little kid. I was about seven years old, and it was my first opportunity to go on stage. I performed in a church. Uh, it progressed into me going into the choir, which led into me going to a performing arts school. When I was in high school, I got scared by some modeling agencies, and I, I went to go meet with them, and I realized that uh, even though I was uh, honored that people wanted to work with me, I, I really felt like music was the passion that I really wanted to do. And I had an agency that scouted me in Chicago, and they saw my potential, and they helped launch my career. I've been able to work with a lot of really talented people. I've been able to collaborate. I've been able to perform at a lot of great places. And I, I'm always so grateful for every single opportunity that I continue to receive in my career because I know that the music industry is such a cutthroat industry. And, you know, I'm just so grateful that I still have people's support and that I continue to have new doors and new opportunities opening for me every week, every month, you know, throughout my whole career. So let's go back to... Um as I mentioned, the early years in church and in school, that was in South Carolina, uh, yes. which, by the way, harkens back to, I, I believe, the only episode of this show where we've ever had a guest from South Carolina was episode 96, uh, singer-songwriter Caroline. Uh, listeners, if you're interested, go back and, and listen to, to her story. Uh, nice interview and, and uh, another young up-and-comer. But Isaiah, South Carolina to Chicago. So what age were you? And, and I know that your South Carolina was, was based on, on your dad, but did you move to Chicago as a family by yourself? How, how did you do that? Because it, I, I believe you were pretty young at the, at the time of that, yes? I graduated from high school, and right after I graduated from high school, there were some agencies that contacted me to go to New York. I stayed in New York for about six to eight months, Wow. And then during that time, an agency in Chicago discovered me, and they ended up flying me to Chicago, and they ended up launching my career as a singer. So I moved to New York by myself, wow. and then I flew to Chicago by myself. Wow. And I've, yeah, I've now been living in Chicago for five years, and uh, so many great opportunities have happened since me being in Chicago. A lot of great opportunities to be able to work with photographers and just, you know, getting my feet wet in the, in the industry uh, with moving to New York at such a young age helped me. But coming to Chicago, there's been so many doors that have opened and I, 
I wouldn't have been able to have the, the portfolio or the experiences that I have if it wasn't for the agency that discovered me here and brought me to Chicago in the first place. Yeah, I was going to say getting your feet wet and doors opening in the industry, but but let's be honest, life experiences themselves. I mean, being in New York City by yourself at that age, having just graduated from high school, I imagine it had to be very eye-opening and, and probably you, you had to grow up really quickly. Yeah, it's, it's just like that phrase, you know, throwing uh, a lamb in a lion's den or, you know, getting put into a pit of snakes. You literally, you, don't, you never know what's going to happen. And I was 18 years old when I was in New York I'd never been in a taxi before. I'd never <laughs> like, I'd never even taken a subway. I, I'd never, you know, I didn't even know what a hostel was. I only knew hostel the movie, but I didn't even know what an actual hostel was. So there was, there was a lot of things that I had to quickly learn uh, on my own to be able to, uh, push forward, I would this, say. This is, this and, is fascinating to me. I, I, I'm, I'm amazed and I'm so impressed by this because this is a baptism by fire. I mean, was it, was it trial and error or was it, you know, well, I did have a, a cousin that lived there or an uncle that looked after me or were you truly on your own and knew nobody? When I, when I went to New York, I didn't know anybody. I ended wow. up building uh, some type of relationship with some photographers and they helped me along the way to, you know, slowly but surely kind of get, get some experience. But again, uh, being in New York at 18, there were a lot of trial and error moments. I was very naive because I didn't know many things about the, the industry or the world or just even growing up. Sure. And it was something that, it definitely helped me to get thick skin. So when the agency in Chicago uh, flew me here, I was already like kind of like mentally prepared wow, for anything for that could happen good after that. You. Good for you. And so eventually you became a songwriter too. What, what prompted that? So the reason why I started writing songs was when I was in school, I was bullied quite a lot for just, you know, just a wide range of things. And I, I took poetry class and it kind of helped me to, to vent out what I was feeling when I was in church. It was just another way of just being able to, you know, release any uh, tension or feelings that I was having. And when I was mid teenage, like, I don't know, I feel like 14, 15, I wrote my first song and it was something that I had experimented with and it, it actually got a lot of really good attention and it was something that kind of per, made me driven to do it more and more and more because actually when I came to Chicago, the agency asked me if I wrote songs and I told them and they actually, they put me to a test, which kind of goes oh, into wow. my first song, uh, the song I'm a Freak. I wrote that song based on a ringtone. I heard someone's ring. Yeah. I heard someone's phone ringing and I heard the ringtone and I was like, I'm a freak. Don't you know? I love to look and talk. And I just kept going with the melody. And yeah, so I, 
I believe that the songwriting thing kind of came into play where later on when I moved to Chicago, it was kind of like I needed to to prove to people that I could do something else because everyone these days are models or actors. And it's like, you know, you got to be able to show that you can do so much more. Uh, and so I'm very grateful that people encouraged me to, to write songs. It pushed me because I ended up writing a full album and I've actually released other music as well. Um, I'm working on a second album right now. Uh, so yeah, you know, songwriting has just kind of like built itself with me as I matured through my age as well. Yeah. Good for you. Good for you. And, and I want to just uh, back up because listeners, um, Isaiah touched on uh, a topic that's unfortunately all too prevalent nowadays. And I want to call your attention back to a previous episode of Now Hear This Entertainment. I'm referring to the topic of bullying. And if you go back to episode 147, the guest was Brielle Von Hugel. Uh, she is a singer-songwriter, and she was one of the top 12 girls semifinalists on season 11 of American Idol. And Brielle has a very large platform for uh, bullying, having been subjected to it herself. So go back and listen to my interview with Brielle on episode 147. It's a very important topic, uh, as, as Isaiah even alluded to, having gone through it as well. And uh, if you know someone that's uh, a victim of bullying, um, listen to my interview with Brielle and, and then you know contact her and, and, and take advantage of the resources that are out there. Uh, Isaiah, in terms of your music, it is said that you carry a deep respect for pop, country, and R&B, as well as rock and classical music. That's that's quite a broad spectrum. <laughs> yeah, I actually, uh, I, I do love all those different genres of music. When, when I was younger, I, I listened to quite a lot of different things. I had a vocal teacher who was uh, a professor from Juilliard. And he's now retired, and so he he was training me classically. And during him doing that, you know, he was helping me to experiment with all different types of genres. Because when I started to actually pursue a career to actually try to become a mainstream artist or just a singer songwriter in general, I I explained to him the ideas that I had in my mind, and he was trying to help me to make my voice seem like that. And when, when I write my songs, I try to really think about the sound of the music that I want to do. When I first released my first album, Expect the Unexpected, uh, you know, I just wanted to just be like, hey, what's up? My name's Isaiah. Here's some music. <laughs> for, my second, for my second album, I really want to be really like, I want to keep it very controlled of what I want it to be. I don't want to just put something out there so people know I exist. And that's really the reason why I made my first album. You know, everyone's got to start from somewhere. And that was my, my platform. And so I'm working on right now creating something that is going to give off a, a mature vibe, something that's going to let, let listeners learn more about me and not so much just think like uh, it's I'm only a one- a one, a one trick pony, like, yeah. you know, the people that are like, only oh, can do one thing. I'm going to be able to show people uh, a large variety from my voice to the lyrical style to even the genres that I'm going to be singing. 
So, yeah, I have a deep respect for a lot of different music styles. Well, and I also like that you mentioned in there about a vocal instructor from Juilliard. Number one, because I was going to ask you, you know, we talked about your your upbringing and, and getting started when you were young. I was going to ask you if you had voice lessons at any point, so you just answered that you did. But number two, I just feel that it's something that people really need to hear more about. I think too many people get a little too lazy and they just feel that, well, I've been blessed vocally. I don't, I don't need lessons from anyone. Uh, go back and listen to episode 75, uh, I guess a bit of a landmark episode for the show with, with the number 75, but uh, Ann Burstyn, she's the lead singer of Dream Aria, which is a, a very popular Canadian band. And uh, she herself does, does voice lessons. Um, so she was talking about the importance of, of vocal health and uh, Isaiah, good to hear you talk about the, the training that you got. And, and obviously, you know, you're a pop singer, but indeed, even pop singers do get trained classically. And obviously, you've been able to apply what you learned from your Juilliard instructor into pop music. Well, with me, the thing is, is not only do I do pop music, but I'm so grateful to say that I've had sports associations contact me to sing the national anthem for them. And by doing the national anthem, you know, that's, it takes a lot of breath control. It, it takes a lot of stamina. You know, you need to be able to be able to sing very strong, have good diction, be able to have clear pronunciation, especially when you go up to the higher part of the song. And so, and being acapella, uh, singing acapella is a <laughs> very hard to do if you can't keep your key. And so, Again, that goes back into having a vocal teacher for myself because just because I sing pop music doesn't mean that I'm not trying to always make myself better. I, I'm not trying to become lazy because, again, like I said, this is a very cutthroat industry and you always have to be making yourself better uh, because there's someone that will replace you. And so that's why I continue to say to this interview, I'm extremely grateful for the opportunities I'm getting. In fact, I just got invited to perform on a morning TV show uh, in Wisconsin on Monday, and wow. I just found out about it. Wow, Yeah, terrific. like I just found out about it. Terrific. So, so it's to, to, to promote my Christmas song that I wrote called Christmas with You. So, you know, I'm, I am so continuously grateful for all the opportunities, but I don't take that for, I don't take that lightly as I know that it does require training and professionalism on my part so that people know that when they are asking me to come, that I am prepared. Oh, that's a that's a great attitude, and it's good to hear, and it's and it's going to serve you well. I am Bruce Warzniak, and joining me today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from Chicago is singer songwriter Isaiah Grass. Visit his official website at www.isaiahgrass.com. And wow, he is very much on social media too. On his website, you will find links to Isaiah on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. Plus, you can go to his Reverb Nation page where he is ranked number one in Chicago. There's also a link to Isaiah's music on SoundCloud, which is one of the platforms that the show is available on. Be sure to purchase his music. It's on iTunes, Amazon, the usual online retailers, and keep up with him online as well so you can see where and when you can go see Isaiah perform live. Be sure that you're also checking out www.nhte.net, as in Now Hear This Entertainment, nhte.net, 
For every episode of this show, we have there the full audio plus the guest photo, a link to their website, quotes from the guest on each show, and there's even an indication of which two songs by that guest we played. Sign up for the e-newsletter at nhte.net and subscribe to the show and tell others about it too. Subscribing is free and it makes it so easy to get the show every week on iTunes, Google Play Music, and Stitcher Radio, or by following on SoundCloud. Go ahead and use the social media buttons on nhte.net to like the Now Hear This page on Facebook and to follow on Twitter and or Instagram. If you're a new listener to the show, thank you. And please do check out some of the prior episodes of Now Hear This Entertainment. We've had a lot of great guests along the way so far. I mentioned a few of them already. Caroline from episode 96, Brielle Von Hugel from episode 147, and Ann Burston from episode 75. As always, many thanks, of course, to those who are not first-time listeners. I very much appreciate your time and your interest and support. And by the way, whether you're going to look for Isaiah's music and or other music, books, whatever, go to nhte.net and click on the tall Amazon banner to get there so that you can help this show in the process of buying whatever it is that you need from Amazon. Isaiah, you've done some neat things date-wise. On 1-11-11, your debut single was released, and then on 12-12-12, you released your debut album. That's some unique marketing there. Not to mention that, wow, your debut album had 13 original songs. Yeah, uh, I wanted to stand out. Like I said, this is a very competitive industry, and when the agency in Chicago met me, they knew that, you know, people had already wanted to work with me as a model, and I really just was like, you know, I really want to do music. And we came up as a team that we wanted to do something that really stuck out, and so we were like, you know what, let's release it on a really specific day. And so we said, one eleven eleven, And then with the album, we, we wanted to actually release it on... 12, 24, 12, but that was when supposedly people were saying the world was going to end. I was like, no, that's for <laughs> I don't want that to be the, my notable idea for my CD. <laughs> so we, re- we released it on 12, 12, 12, and it actually uh, became public to people uh, on, I think on the, in 2013 of January, that's when people actually were be able to start hearing it and I started promoting it. So it was something that you know, it was it was definitely thought out because we wanted to make sure that it was something that was rememberable. Because anyone that had talked to me, they're like, "Well, why did you pick that?" Because the exact reason why you're asking me right now, because you remembered it. Uh, to answer your question uh, about the 13 songs, yeah, I again, I literally pushed myself creatively because I was like, "Okay, you know, I get one chance to let the." the population of the world potentially learn about me. I don't know if someone's going to like this music. I don't know if they're going to hate it. I don't know if they're going to even hear it, but you know, I'm just going to try to give them as many options as I can. And so I, I think I spent about five months to produce the, the album. I wrote all the songs. There were actually more that we just kind of removed to perhaps put on. Yeah. To put on a second album and again, like I said, that was definitely just an album just to let people know about me. Uh, I've, I've matured so much more. My lyric style, my voice, my ideas, even my, my taste in music. So when mm. people hear new stuff of me, they'll be able to hear a huge difference. Like, for example, they could go listen to my song, A Girl Like You. 
that was that was another like popper song, but it was something more that I was trying to transition into a more uh, a mature type of market. And then there's a song called Climb Over Mountain, the one that you played at the beginning. Yeah. I performed that song recently on a morning talk show here in Chicago called Windy City Live. It was my first TV appearance to do that. And I just performed uh, this Christmas song that I'm promoting right now called Christmas With You. So those are three songs that I've already done since my album. And there's there's so many more that I'm already working on. Yeah, I'm I, just I kind of like you that that you know for a debut album to have 13 songs, there are a lot of artists who, you know, are, it, obviously they're new to it, so they're a little gun shy. And you'll see a, a debut artist, or, or I should say, an artist with their debut album, and it'll have you know maybe eight songs on it, maybe nine at the most. So uh, I'm I'm commending you that that you know you were as big as 13 songs for yours. And uh, I also want to mention um, this is an interesting contrast that Isaiah is someone who, you know, really got discovered as a model and then became a singer. Uh, I want to encourage you listeners, uh, interesting story, kind of the reverse happening. Go back and listen to episode 148 with uh, Zach Sebaugh. He's a singer songwriter out of Atlanta. He was a semifinalist on season nine of The Voice. So that would be uh, the end of 2015. And he talked about how, you know, they're trying to get him into modeling and he's saying, you know, well, I'm really just a singer. um, But, you know, I guess I'll take whatever opportunities come my way. Okay, now it's time for Bruce's bonus. This is a segment here on Now Hear This Entertainment, where I take off my hat as podcast host and put on my hat as president of Now Hear This Incorporated, giving a helpful tip for the listeners that are musicians, singers, songwriters, entertainers who are out there trying hard to make a go of it. Today's bonus is have more than one email address. I have someone that I booked to perform at the end of this month who only has one email address, and as much as we do talk by phone, it would be a lot easier to do some communication with him in writing, but an error message keeps bouncing back from his account. You don't want to frustrate someone and have them potentially stop doing business with you because you don't have an alternate address that they can send to if need be. Get one as a free insurance policy, even if just to give you peace of mind. And that is today's Bruce's Bonus. How about that? Helpful? There are a whole bunch of tips just like that over all the prior episodes of this show. To make it easy for the listeners out there who are musicians, singers, songwriters, entertainers to get the tips in one concise format, there is a Bruce's Bonus Book Volume 1, Volume 2, and Volume 3 for purchase in ebook format, giving you all the tips from episodes 1 to 40, 41 to 80, and 81 to 120, respectively. Just go to www.brucesbonusbook.com for online ordering and instant delivery. Um, in the meantime, Isaiah, like you just said, we played your single Climb Over Mountains at the beginning of this episode. And at the end, yes, we are going to play uh, an original Christmas song of Isaiah's. So you're saying that there is more new music on the way from you uh, that, that your followers should be on the lookout for. Is, is there a timetable for this? Do you know this? This sounds like it's going to be another full length album. Are there any details that you're at liberty to give out at this point or not yet? All I can say is, is that I'll give you a, a title, and it's called "For the Ones We Love." That's going. That's going to be the. Al- that's going to be the album title. I I, I don't know. <laughs> I just know that that's the title that we've been talking about called "For the Ones We Love," okay. and 
if the CD is to come out in 2017, that would be awesome. If it comes out in 2018, who knows? I, I'm I'm really trying to make it where it's something where I feel comfortable releasing it. And there's talks right now about me actually making a full uh, EP or album of Christmas songs with all originals of mine uh-huh. because I've had so much great feedback from people loving my Christmas song and people asking me, like, when am I going to write, like, a an album, or I just actually had someone want to use my song for commercial. So I was like, wow, that's ah, awesome. Terrific. So in other words, being, being that you're saying 2017, who knows, maybe 2018, in other words, you haven't actually started recording towards a new album yet, correct? No, I actually have. I'm oh. just not, yeah. It's just not far I enough along it. yet to, to project a, an exact release date. I, I gotcha. Well, I've already recorded three songs for the album, but my management has just told me that they don't—they we don't—we don't, we don't want to announce a date yet until okay. we're really ready for it. Sure, because sure. I could totally just skip it and just do the Christmas music. I want to keep people guessing. Yeah, understandable, and and I do like that approach because it keeps people dialed in and, and gives them more incentive to to follow you online. Isaiah, you've gotten some real good opportunities. I mentioned at the beginning of the show that you have performed at the House of Blues, Hard Rock Cafe, and Six Flags, among others. Those are all great stages and are terrific for this point in your career. But I wonder if you're eyeing up any target venues that might be the next step up from those. And if so, you know, maybe where you would like to get to next. I'm thinking uh, maybe performing art centers or possibly even as the opening act for an arena or an amphitheater headliner, any, anything like that kind of on your, on your radar or on your goal sheet? Well, as I mentioned to you, I have been very fortunate to be asked to perform the national anthem, and some of them have been at amphitheaters. Uh, when it comes to being an opening act, you know, the, there's no... Uh, there's no limitations for me. I'm always open to working with people. And if there's someone that hears this interview and is interested in working with me, I'm, I'm always wanting to continue to network with people. I've definitely been very grateful to and fortunate to be able to have companies and large well-known corporations to contact me. I've worked with McDonald's and Bud Light. Wow. I've worked with Macy's. Wow. I have... Yeah, I've they they've hired me just from seeing me on TV, or they've used me for a project or a photo shoot. So Fantastic. I I I really can't say that I'm I can't say what the future holds. I just continue to be grateful and and hope for the best of everything. And I'm I'm always wanting to work with people. There, you know, you say where do I want to go as in performances? I would I would love to be able to to be an opening act for uh, an artist. I would love to be able to really get my music out there to the point where I could go overseas. Mm-hmm. I have a following overseas right now, but I'm talking about like actually going overseas to like Japan or Germany and actually doing performances there. Sure, I would sure. love to be able to do that. Well, so for the time being, uh, you, you have even performed at Gotham Hall in New York City, as well as uh, a festival down yeah. here in Florida. Um, 
Any yeah. idea what other cities or states that are, you know, for the listeners who are here in the U.S., any idea what other cities or states that, that the listeners uh, might expect to see you in, you know, say at, at least in 2017? Is there anything um, that, that you're able to disclose yet that people can put on their calendars for, for certain cities around our country? I would say Indiana, New York, Florida, Wisconsin, Illinois, uh, possibly California, wow. possi- possibly Georgia. Uh, there's also talks of me going back to Florida uh, and to do the Miami area. But I, but again, you know, this is all talks. Sometimes sure, contracts sure. are sometimes contracts go through, and sometimes it's just you know just talk, and it doesn't happen. So <laughs> I don't. I don't like to promise people anything until it's confirmed. If people want to keep up to date with everything that I'm doing, they can follow me on Snapchat at Isaiah G. Music. Oh, okay. I, stay pretty, I stay pretty consistent with people seeing what I'm doing like at that very moment because I post stuff on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook, but like if people really want to get real personal with me, they can follow me on Snapchat at Isaiah G. Music to to really know what I'm doing. Okay, okay. In the meantime, I am Bruce Wozniak, and joining me today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from Chicago is singer-songwriter Isaiah Grass. Visit his official website at www.isaiahgrass.com, and as you're hearing, he is very much on social media. On his website, you will find links to Isaiah on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. Plus, you can go to his Reverb Nation page from there. He is ranked number one in Chicago on Reverb Nation. There is also a link on his website to Isaiah's music on SoundCloud, which is one of the platforms that this show is available on. Do be sure to purchase his music. It's on iTunes, Amazon, the usual online retailers. And as you're hearing, keep up with him online as well so you can see where and when you can go see Isaiah perform live. And obviously, as he just mentioned, he is also on Snapchat. Be sure that you're also checking out www.nhte.net, as in now hear this entertainment nhte.net. For every episode of this show, we have there the full audio plus the guest photo, a link to their website, quotes from the guest on each show, and there's even an indication of which two songs by that guest we played. Sign up for the e-newsletter at nhte.net and subscribe to this show and tell others about it too. Subscribing is free and it makes it so easy to get the show every week on iTunes, Google Play Music, and Stitcher Radio, or by following on SoundCloud. Go ahead and use the social media buttons on nhte.net to like the Now Hear This page on Facebook and to follow on Twitter and or Instagram. I just liked and followed Isaiah a little earlier today. If you're a new listener to the show, thank you. And please do check out some of the prior episodes of Now Hear This Entertainment. I've had a lot of great guests along the way so far. I mentioned a handful of them already. Episode 96 with Caroline and then episode 147 with Brielle Von Hugel, episode 148 with Zach Sebaugh. And as always, many thanks, of course, to those who are not first-time listeners. I very much appreciate your time and your interest and support. And as I mentioned earlier, whether you're going to look for Isaiah's music and or other music, books, whatever, go to nhte.net and click on the tall Amazon banner to get there so that you can help the show in the process of buying whatever it is that you need from Amazon. Isaiah, we talked earlier about your having lived in South Carolina. Being in Chicago now, is that going to be home for you indefinitely, or do you see yourself moving to 
say, L.A. or, or back to New York or possibly even Nashville to continue your career at some point? Anything's possible. <laughs> I don't want to, like, landmark myself into one one area, but like I mentioned, I would love to be able to go overseas. That's really where my heart wants to go is I would love to be able to go to Japan or Germany or London or to be able to meet the followers that I do have. You know, I have so many people that message me on Facebook. I have five Facebook accounts. And sometimes wow. I, I stay up, sometimes I stay up till like two o'clock in the morning replying to messages. And wow. it's, it's one of those things where, you know, as an upcoming artist, it's, it's very flattering. It's very humbling. And it, it means so much to know that I have support in so many different markets and, I don't let that give me a big head. I don't let that get to me where I feel like I don't have to work. I just would love to be able to have the opportunity to be able to go overseas and perhaps perform for them because I've performed in places here in America and I'd love to be able to do that now in a different country. Yeah, and uh, as we heard last week on this show, uh, singer-songwriter Mella Barnes, she was saying uh, about Las Vegas certainly being a very viable option as well for those who are really seriously considering pursuing uh, an entertainment career. Isaiah, do you have any advice for up-and-coming performers relative to anything that you had to learn the hard way as your career got off the ground or, or maybe something that you look back on and see that you could have done differently, for example? You have to really be comfortable in your own skin. There are so many people that are going to judge you. They're going to judge your looks. They're going to judge your voice. They're going to judge your political aspects. They're going to judge, you know, anything that they feel like they can to carry you down, they're going to do it. You're going to have people that love what you do, and you're going to have people that hate what you do. Mm. And at, at the end of the day, you have to be able to feel comfortable in your own skin and be able to say that you love what you do. I'm still in the process of getting my name out there as an artist, as I said. I'm very grateful that I have fans in America and overseas, and I've performed at great places. And, you know, my music's on Pandora. Um, I'm on MTV website. And, but I, there's, it's so much work. And there's so many people that, you know, Google my name, Isaiah Grass, and... There's been companies that have told my agency that they feel like I'm too put together and I'm not relatable. Hmm. But the thing is, is, you know, there's, there's a lot of people that kind of build perceptions on people without getting to know them personally. And in this career, you really have to be able to, you can't have stage fright. You have to be able to be, again, you have to be comfortable in your own skin and, you have to really be true to what you feel. Obviously, in this type of industry, there are people that, you know, you want people to like you, but you don't want to lose yourself in the process of it. You don't want to have to feel like as if you are a robot and you're being controlled. And that's something that I try telling to anyone that wants to get into a modeling career or acting or music because... The things that I've learned since I was 18 years old going to New York, now being in Chicago, there are so many things that people will say to you and they can either affect your life or they can 
they can help your life grow. And it can either be something that's negative that will affect you or it's something positive that you will be able to take with you for the rest of your life. And yeah, there's, there's so many people that sometimes get into a career without knowing what's going to really happen. You know, I just met this girl the other day who told me she loved my music and she wanted to be like me. Mm. And and I was like, that's, that's so sweet. Thank you so much. And I said, well, what type of music do you do? And she said, well, I do pop. And I said, oh, that's so cool. Do you have any stuff online? And she's like, no, I'm too shy. Oh. And I told her, I was like, you know, that's the first thing. You can't be shy. Yeah. And, and then she was like, I don't like people taking my picture. I, I don't really <laughs> like talking to people in, in person. Oh, boy. And I'm like, you know, yeah. So it's like. When you're in a career where you're literally going to be, you have to be comfortable being videotaped and photographed yeah, and yeah, interviewed. Yeah. Good for All you. the time. That's, that's good advice. And, and that's, and that's important for, for people to hear because otherwise, uh, you know, it, it is, it is going to be, I hate to say it, but it's going to be a waste of time. I wonder Isaiah, uh, any thoughts for the, for the new year for 2017, maybe a, a new year's resolution or, or perhaps a goal for 2017? My New Year's resolution is to be able to let any any feedback that people say to me that is whether it's constructive or positive, that at the end of the day, I stay true to myself. Because again, it goes back to everyone will have an opinion on you. And it, it comes into the situation of 2017 that whatever garbage that someone has going on in their life, that, they're, that they'll be able to erase it. And in the next year, that they'll be able to start fresh. So if they have any issues with their friends or family, that they're able to forgive and forget. If they have any resentment or they're, they're feeling betrayed, that they resolve those issues. Because the worst thing that you can do is go into another year with the same feelings of bitterness and... Mm-hmm. Uh, when you just want to, when literally you're just carrying the negative things from the past into the future, and how, and that's that, that's unhealthy. And yeah. so, good, good for you. What a, what a great attitude you have. I, I really admire. You know what I'm what I'm hearing, and and I would have to say that it's no coincidence that you that you've gotten to to where you are so far, because obviously the attitude is a big part of it, and and, and goes a long way towards uh, contributing to or subtracting from your success. Yeah, you know, it's it's one of those things where I still learn every day that there are always going to be people that love me or hate me, and it's just what this industry is. Yep. And you you have to be you have to be comfortable in in your own skin. And as many great things that have happened to me in the five years that I've been a singer, you know there are still many challenges and I, I try to continue to push forward. I have a great team that helps me to continue to help me to be relatable and marketable and be able to continue to work with companies and talk with radio stations and be able to be able to share with people a story about me so that I am memorable and I'm not forgotten. And I, I just want to be able to, you know, in 2017, to continue to move forward. 
I, you know, I, I had a friend tell me that forward is forward. And that's how I'm really going to go with my life in 2017. Like Whether it. I move very slow or I go extremely fast, forward is forward. Yeah, like and that. <laughs> that's all that matters. Yeah, that's a, that's a good expression. I, I think I'm going to hold on to that one myself. Uh, Isaiah, we're going to close today with a song of yours called Christmas With You. Just like last month on episode 149 of this show with singer-songwriter Victoria Tolka from Sweden, I love seeing an artist do an original Christmas song. Isaiah, before we let you go, tell the listeners all about Christmas With You. So I wrote this song, Christmas With You. My mother was in the hospital. And at the time when she was in the hospital, I had a TV station ask me to write a song, and it was going to be their jingle I I guess I went from making it into a jingle into an actual three minute wow. song wow. and it it got something where I let them listen to it and they really liked it and it developed into an actual song and the feeling of the song was basically you know knowing that my mom was sick in the hospital I I didn't know if I was going to be able to see her the next Christmas. Mm. And it made me really think that being a singer, sometimes there's sacrifices because I, I can't always see my family for my birthday or the holidays. And so I, I personally feel like sometimes we take for granted the fact that we think that Christmas is really about going to the stores and getting the best deals on Black Friday and, <laughs> you know, getting our family the best presents ever. Then there are some people, you know, like children in hospitals that are suffering from terminal illnesses that can't even get out of bed. And we we sometimes forget what we have, and we're not grateful for the ones that we actually have in our life. And, you know, again, presents are nice, but love can't be sold. And it's something that I really feel dear to my heart, uh, to the point where I started collaborating with hospitals this year to be able to ask people to donate money to the Larry's Children's Hospital Chicago Mm. to be able to, you know, donate a dollar, donate $5, donate whatever you feel in your heart because those kids aren't able to possibly go home for Christmas. And I wanted to be able to help them feel like there is still there's still good people in this world and there's still hope for them, even if they are, you know, in bed and they're, and they're very, very sick and their families are only able to visit them certain times. Again, it goes back into the thing of presents are nice, but love can't be sold. And it's something that I really wanted to be able to share with people when they hear this song. So I hope everyone loves this song. It's called Christmas with you. They they can listen to it on Spotify, download it on iTunes. They can also watch the video on YouTube. If they like the song, you know, I ask them to please tweet me or leave a comment on the video, subscribe, I and donate to the local children's hospital. Even if they don't live in Chicago, just go give back and help someone in need this year. Wonderful, wonderful. Isaiah, thank you so much for your time. Congratulations on all your success so far and obviously continued best wishes, uh, not only for 2017, but going forward with all that you've got going. Thank you again, Bruce. It was a pleasure talking to you.
Absolutely. My pleasure. Listeners, that will do it for this week's episode of Now Hear This Entertainment. My sincere thanks to singer, songwriter Isaiah Grass. Do visit his official website. It's www.isaiahgrass.com and then engage with him on social media. So that means like his Facebook page, follow him on Twitter and Instagram, add him on Snapchat, subscribe to his YouTube channel, and then watch and like the videos on there. For that matter, tell him you heard him and his music on Now Hear This Entertainment. Check out Isaiah on Reverb Nation as well. Remember that just like this show, his music is on SoundCloud too. And of course, do purchase Isaiah's music. It's on iTunes, Amazon, and other online retailers. Be sure to keep up with him online so you can see where and when you can go see him perform live, as well as developments with the new music that he's doing. Don't forget to visit www.nhte.net and sign up for the email newsletter there by simply putting in your email address. And of course, please do subscribe to this show and tell your friends about it. Give us a nice review on iTunes or Stitcher Radio too, hopefully accompanied by a five-star rating. That really does help the show a lot. If you are listening on SoundCloud, remember that you can like and repost is how you share episodes there. And you can also follow on SoundCloud. Let's get your feedback on the show too. Post your comments or questions on the Now Hear This Facebook page. There are links to it and Twitter and even the Now Hear This official YouTube channel on nhte.net. Plus, there's a link there to this show on Instagram. Or send us an email. The email address is on the contact page of nhte.net. We have been recording this show at the great facilities at Crystal Blue Sound Studios near Tampa, Florida. Check them out online on their website at www.cbpro.net. That's CB as in Crystal Blue. Thanks for listening. We'll send you out today with another song from Isaiah Grass. This is the one he just talked about. It's called Christmas With You. Christmas with you Baby, baby, can't you see 
Christmas. We 